Welcome to the Doctors Changing Medicine podcast, where we feature physicians who are redefining the practice of medicine and changing the experience we have as doctors in medicine. We all know the system is broken, but we've decided not to complain about it anymore. We're out to fix it. I'm Dr. Una, your host. I'm a pediatrician and serial entrepreneur, but my passion is helping physicians create the freedom to live life and practice medicine on their terms. This is not just a podcast, it's a movement, a movement of change, and I invite you to be a part of it. Let's jump right in. Well, hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Doctors Changing Medicine podcast. And today I have an amazing guest for you, Dr. Maria Duroso, and she's going to do herself a really good solid and do a proper introduction, but uh, she's a pediatrician, so go Peds. And she's a life coach for parents, which I have four children and I'm going like, where were you when they were born? My oldest is 14. And so I'm super excited for us to have this conversation. So I want you to lean in, whether you are just starting on your journey, exploring things outside of the traditional path or not, so many gems you're going to get today. So Dr. Maria, welcome to the show. Dr. Una, thank you so very much for having me on. Just before we hit record, I was telling her how I'm fangirling (laughs) because I think she is just so awesome. So thanks for having me on. I appreciate the opportunity. Well, thank you. Thank you. And I'm super pumped you're here and the people are ready for you. So I know I didn't do a lot of justice to your introduction. So I'm going to have you introduce yourself to listeners. So I have to mention that I'm an immigrant, moved here from Zambia when I was 17 for college and then on to medical school. I've always wanted to be a pediatrician. Since age 10, I said I'd be a pediatric cardiologist, but I ended up doing general pediatrics because I guess I didn't love cardiology as much as I thought. But here we are, been working out of residency over 10 years, and I love pediatrics because what is there not to love about peds, right? And so my Pivoting happened through 2020. And so that's when I kind of changed direction a little bit. I think the world let out of collective sigh with the mention of 2020. So that's my short story of a very long path. Love it. And I think 2020 was one of those years you're like, I don't want to do that again. Um, But then truthfully, for many people, there's so many great things that happened then because it was the great reset almost. So here you are, your peds, you love peds, what not to love about peds. I, unlike you, knew I didn't want to be a pediatrician, but you know, here we are. I fell in love (laughs) with pediatrics. And so when you had that reset moment with 2020, what made you decide to go the route of a parenting coach? So, you know, I've always thought that parents need help. And I say this not in a judgmental way, but recognizing that, you know, being a parent is not for the faint at heart, right? I would see families in clinic just really struggling where the medical piece of it would take two minutes at most. The rest of it is just strategizing. How can we do this? How can we move on from here and so on? And I would sometimes also see cases where I think to myself, gosh, if I took this patient out of this environment and dropped them in another space, would we really be dealing with the challenges that we're dealing with now? Um, So I've always thought that parents are under-resourced that way. And I've had it in my mind to start some kind of parenting school, parenting something, but it just had never come about. So then 2020 hits and restructuring at my hospital, I jokingly say my hospital kind of COVID tanked. 
long story there too, but it put me in a position where I felt stuck. The rug kind of got swept out from under me with this idea of there's job security as a physician. Here we are in a pandemic. I'm still working. And yet somehow the way the computations landed, I owed the hospital $12,000. Oh, wow. So then I said, well, I can't keep doing this. And my husband laughed and said, how are you paying to go to work? You know, but ended up deciding that I would leave that job and then move my family to another state to start another job. And, you know, the pre-hire ended up being a little bit of a different post-hire conversation. The job requirements, the call requirements, the level of acuity of care kind of requirements. So still this feeling of being stuck. Um, not having options. And I was thinking to myself, gosh, here I am essentially living my dream. I moved across the continent, you know, to become a pediatrician. And now this is turning out that I might not actually have the job security that I thought. And so then I said, I've got to create options for myself. I made a promise to myself in a year there has to be something different. So coaching, and this is where my fangirling of Dr. Una comes in again. There was a Leverage and Growth Summit that she spoke. I remember looking at her and saying, my gosh, she's a pediatrician like me, because, you know, in my mind, one of the limiting beliefs that I had was like, well, pediatricians, you know, there's not a whole lot to do outside of internal medicine or family medicine. They can do the chart reviews or all of those other things. But peds, we don't really do that. So then here's Dr. Una doing her thing in a very big way. So I said, okay, I've got to pay attention here. And two things she said. One, I know how to learn. Number two, I can do hard things. And I just really leaned into that. And I said, you know what? All of these things I've been saying to myself that I cannot do, I don't see how I can do it. You know, there's no way this can happen. Just those two thoughts that I had to sit and listen. I wrote them down and I looked at that. And I remember just kind of going through that in my mind. I know how to learn. I can do hard things. So then I joined the life coach school, got certified as a life coach, and I made my first paycheck outside of medicine since I've graduated. And here I am. So how exciting was that? Like earning in a different way. What was that moment like for you? It was so overwhelming in a sense of, wow, I can't believe that I did this. And then the next thought was, why didn't you? So amazing. So amazing. Why didn't you believe that you could? And there was also just this sense of freedom. I wasn't making what I needed to be able to be dead. But just this idea that if, just if medicine and 2020 showed us so many things, just if medicine couldn't be what it has been in my life, how would I be able to sustain myself? And so being able to take that to the bank and say, yes, I can. There's many other facets to me and I can was just this really freeing moment for me, which, you know, impacted not only just my general confidence level and so on, but also made a difference in the way I did things at work. Oh, man. Okay, so you've dropped so many things. I just want to marinate on them a little bit. And one was this thing of I'm a pediatrician. So for one of a better way to put it, I don't have options, right? This comes up a lot. I'm a lowly pediatrician. I'm a peds. And I love your story. 
I love my story because that's evidence that no, like the way the pay structure is set up. Yes, we may be at the bottom of the rung as far as what we can earn, but our potential is still unlimited, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's limitless. Options are limitless. So to all the peace people listening, we're not in a box at all right? Like we're not in a box. We can write our own stories. We can make our own tickets. And here I am living my dream, right? But it's kind of like a nightmare, right? Because here I am, I wanted to come to this country. I wanted to be a physician. I wanted to be a pediatrician. Like all the things you dreamt of had happened, but then here you are feeling stuck. The options you were given as far as work, you're like, how am I supposed to keep up with this? And there's no job security and all of that. And you're like, what in the world? Like, did I get on the wrong ladder going up the wrong building? You know what I mean? Right. And for anybody who's feeling that way, there is a way out. There's always a way out. You know what I mean? And if you're feeling like, well, my dream looks like a nightmare, that's something that's happening to a lot of physicians, but we can rewrite our story. That's the beautiful thing about that. And those two power thoughts, I can learn and I can do hard things. <laughs> that's a lot of good stuff there. So this is really good. And now for a quick word from our sponsor. This episode of the Doctors Changing Medicine podcast is sponsored by the EntreMD Business School. We didn't get any business education during our medical training, and this school fixes that. It is the only school of its kind that helps physicians become thriving entrepreneurs who make money, have impact, and have time for the things that matter. You will get the coaching, accountability, and community you need to be successful. To find out more and to save your spot, go to EntreMD Business School dot com. And now for the rest of the episode. Now, people will want to know, right? Like, okay, so you're working a job and you decide to do all these things and you start making money as a life coach. Where did you find the time? You have a family and you have work and you have like, where did you find the time to do this? So I do. Yes, I do have a working full time family and so on. When you are focused on a goal, you do things differently. You live differently. And you make the time. And this was not in a way because, you know, this is my life coach self, learning how to take care of myself, learning how to find what feeds me and what drives me. And so it isn't in a way to spin and burn out because all of us are familiar with burnout by now. You know, nobody hasn't heard about burnout. So I was determined to create the life that I wanted. So with each step, as I was progressing and doing these, it ended up not actually taking as much time as I thought. So I would tell myself, oh my goodness, before, how am I going to order this? How am I going to do this? How will I take that class? But when I became more efficient with my time, I realized how much time I actually did have, what I was using it for, and always making that decision of the way I'm spending my time now, is it leading me closer to my goal? Or is it leading me farther away from my goal? Love it. <laughs> right. We make the time. And when we start, we find out it doesn't take as much time and we have more time than we think. We're just using it for other things. OK, right. fair enough. Right. We'll take that. And something that comes up a lot is, well, I'm a physician. I'm a one trick pony. This is the only thing I can do with the other things. I feel like an imposter. Here you are, you know, owning, being a coach, talking about it, creating revenue as a coach and all of that. So this whole imposter thing, I feel like a fraud. Did, did that come up for you? And how did you handle it? I've had a lot of practice on imposter syndrome, showing up here as an immigrant and going through school, just always being the one at the bottom of the totem pole, so to speak, the one that everybody expects the least out of. So I don't know if I've ever had 
imposter syndrome in that sense, because I've always set out and I've had to build that. I can do this. I'm meant to be here and so forth. Now, transitioning into the coaching aspect of it, I think there was a little bit of hesitation from the standpoint that there's so many people doing this. Where can I fit into this? What can I say? What new thing do I bring that hasn't been shared already? So from that standpoint, maybe I I did experience some of that because I'm thinking to myself, gosh, you know, there's so many people doing this already. And there are people who have a broader experience from that standpoint, you know, and PEDS also, I think we sell ourselves short with the value. We bring so much value. There's so many things that friends and family will text me to ask me that I just share without a moment's thought, which makes a whole difference in their day or their trajectory that... I didn't think was valuable. And so it was funny enough, my I turned 40 last year. Amazing. You look great. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I turned 40 last year. My husband had this video that he made for me. He just emailed a bunch of my friend's family and everybody sent in a message. And just there was this theme of Maria, you brought so much value, you know, many sh- different forms of words that they've used. As I was kind of starting to say, okay, what new can I bring to this? Just hearing people say how much value I have brought was a nice reminder to say there's value. Everybody brings value. What makes you is what makes your value. What makes you is what makes your value. And have a 40th birthday party and let people send in messages. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) Have an amazing husband who will track down your friends. That is amazing. Yes. And actually, I tell my clients to do that with their clients as far as getting testimonials and stuff, right? Because a lot of times there's this nagging, am I doing enough? Do I, you know, and all of that. And it's not as though we depend on the external validation, but it doesn't hurt at all. That's so cool. So I'm curious. One of the things I find that entrepreneurs in general, but especially physicians are like, oh my goodness, I just want to do a business without this thing, right? The thing being marketing, right? Marketing, selling, like if I could just help people and I didn't need to market and sell, I'll be a great entrepreneur. I'm like, yeah, that's not the way it works. So for you, has that been a fear that's come up for you and how have you handled it? Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's come up in a lot of ways. I don't want to put myself out there. I don't know. You know, a lot of also, I don't know hows. I don't know how to do that. And then there's some of that. I'm I'm a physician that's beneath me. I know I'm throwing all of this out here, but just all of those things, I don't want to sell. I'm not a a sales agent. This is not what I do. It's of course... Those are things that I've had to kind of work through and getting coached myself, also listening to people like Dr. Una and getting information there from this is not about selling something to someone. It is about putting yourself out there so people know what is available and what value you bring. And so once I was able to receive it in that and frame it that way, I'm just showing up to let you know what value that I bring and you then decide to obtain that value or not. And so marketing doesn't have to be that sleazy. It has some sort of kind of sleazy connotation to it, but it doesn't have to be because at the end of the day, when you're marketing yourself, you are just saying that here I am, I'm available. This is the value that I bring. And you decide to find that as something you want to take advantage of or not. And that's okay. And that's okay. And that's all it is. (laughs) Yep. 
Well, yeah, thank you for throwing all those out because those are the, the commonest things that I hear, you know, fear of putting myself out there. It really is beneath me as a physician, not in a prideful way, but I'm a right, professional. Right. I don't do things like, right, I don't right. do things like this. I don't want to be like the used car salesman. No, right. no sense to use car salesman, but you know, and so, and so that's really powerful. And just thinking of it from a different place. When I show up to market, I show up to serve, right? There's someone out there looking for what I do. And I'm just like, I'm here if you need me. That's a wonderful way to look at it. Now, if someone's like, I am so happy that you're interviewing her, Dr. Una, because I need help with my teen who has X, Y, Z, right? Or whatever. Who would be the ideal person you would work with? What parents should be excited that they have found out about you? I would say any parent, but mostly teen parents that are really struggling to find a way to launch their children and their teens into adulthood. There is this spin cycle that I see parents kind of going through and teenage is kind of your where the pedal hits the metal type of thing. There's a lot of changes happening with teenagers and you are well aware of the mental health crisis going on. So this is where I'm seeing a lot of teens unraveling at the seams, so to speak, and and parents completely at a loss as to what to do. And so I think that if we are able to intervene at this teen state, intervene from the standpoint, we're not trying to fix the teenagers is what I usually hear. And you have all of these deprecating memes that are made of how these teenagers are just full of trouble and disrespectful or whatever it is. I always look at it as a point where they're lacking certain skills. And this is the environment that we have an opportunity as parents to impact them and show them the skills that they're lacking and give them the opportunity to acquire these skills. So any parent who is struggling with their teenagers, they're stuck in these cycles of repeating fights. It'll start out with something different that you have that same cycle that you're fighting about. Even though it was the clothes this time, same fight. It was the homework, same fight. It was the friends, same fight. But you know, parents know these spin cycles. I'm sure there's somebody out there saying, I can't seem to. We fight about the same thing, but in different forms. So helping parents understand these teenagers, that developmental stage that they're going through, how we can impact them in this developmental stage. And also my tagline that I always say is becoming the best version of yourself is one of the best gifts that you can ever give your children. So when you understand what your part is in this spin cycle that you're going in t- through with your teens is really useful. And so those are the parents that I would say get a lot of value from the input that I give. Yeah, what you do is so important. It's, it's, it really is needed. But where would people find you? So someone's like, what? Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. Where would they find you? So I'm a bit of a work in progress here, but starting out with I have Burnt Out Parent MD. If you're looking for Facebook, and if your Instagram, it's burntoutparent.md. I do have a parenting course that I have on Kajabi. There's a link I provided. Yeah, we'll link to all of those in the show notes. Yeah. Right. So then there's the parenting course that's there, which it's a parenting course that has six self-guided modules that I kind of underlay the, the brickwork so to speak, of parenting and the typical parenting traps or trip holes that you fall through. And that's something that a parent can work through. I always want parents to have some version of coaching in addition to what their teens are getting, because as their teens are going through that evolution, as a parent, you want to have the tools to be able to support that. Perfect. Love it. 
Okay. So now with the Doctors Changing Medicine podcast, we say that it's more than a podcast. It's a movement, right? And it's really about showing doctors um, all the options that are available. We don't have to stay the same way. We don't have to stay stuck. There's a million of us. If we don't like it, we can change and there's strength in numbers. And so I usually tell the doctors listening, like you absolutely have to share this episode with another doctor. So what would you say is the reason why the people listening right now need to share this episode with the doctors in their lives. I would say it is important to recognize the value that you bring. I think that the way medicine has been for the past five, 10 years and so on has brought us to a place where we don't recognize our value. And I don't say this in a way to be prideful or whatever way you can take it in a negative. But once you understand the value that you bring changes the way you practice, changes the things that you are accepting of and changes the things that you are not accepting of. And too often as physicians, I think we've accepted, you know, whatever it is that's negative in the system as, well, this is just the way that things are and I'll just keep going until I can't go anymore. But that is the disservice that we're doing because when we spend time in the, well, this is how it is and I'll write it until I can't do it anymore and then I'm done, we're abbreviating our longevity. We are abbreviating the amount of time that we can spend providing service and impact. And if we recognize, go back to recognizing the value that we bring, we will be able to drive and shape and show up in such a different way that impacts the trajectory of how medicine will, in the next 10 years, will we see a shift? Love it. You sound like part of the Calvary. How about that? <laughs> yeah, that is amazing. And you're absolutely right. Because once we see ourselves differently, we act differently, we accept differently, we tolerate differently, like everything changes and it starts from that standpoint. So this is uh, so good. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And thank you for taking us behind the scenes and showing us all the stuff. Because this is really inspiring for someone who is like, I'm a pediatrician and there's nothing else. I'm stuck and there's right, nothing else. Right. I'm scared of marketing. and There's nothing else. Like that's a lot. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you, Dr. Una, for having me. And thanks for all you do. Thank cool. you for all you do. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. Awesome. Okay, people, you heard her. Go share the episode and show up. Spend the time to work out what your value is and show up that way. Okay. And I will see you on the next episode of the Doctors Changing Medicine podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Now, this is too good for you to keep to yourself. So I want you to do three things. Number one, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Number two, share this episode with all the doctors in your life. Number three, share it on social media. Until next time, remember, you are a huge part of a movement changing medicine one podcast episode at a time.